Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. This is Marsha Van Weinsberg here, and I am here waiting for a friend to join me as we are going to talk about shadows. Now, shadows are such an interesting, such an interesting topic. Hello, Tammy. They're such an interesting topic because I think there's this misconception that we literally are here to like not have shadows anymore. If you do the work, you don't have them anymore. And that's not the case. That is actually not the case. They're always there. They're literally always there. How we respond to them is what changes. And we've had years, years to build these shadows, to like have these shadows part of our life. And there's a lot of wounds that we work through. So this past, I would say these last couple of years, I've really started to dive into this work. And it has been really, really powerful and a steep learning curve, if I can say that. And I've noticed even over the last couple of weeks, how they're just showing up in such a way that I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I manage these shadows? And what does it look like? And honestly, it's, it's been really interesting because this is what we're going to talk about today is the difference between reacting and responding and the story that we tell ourselves and all of the things. So this is not my wheelhouse like it is Lindsay's. Good morning. Sorry. How are you? Technology isn't my friend today. (laughs) Some days it is not. And this is the hard thing about doing this business, but some days it is not. I'm so excited to see you here. Oh my goodness. Look at the filters. Where'd you go? What was, what, that's a cool filter. What was that? Happening. I love me some filters, but like this, not the best one. I'm feeling okay. I know you, like I was with you last night and last night was after a week of shadow work. <laughs> so I feel like I'm finally getting back to myself. Showered, put actual real clothes on. Those nice. a good thing to start with, right? So it's a great thing to start with. Already started the conversation that we are talking about shadows. Did you Briefly, I just said that I have like shadows don't go away. They always are part of our life and how we react and respond to them. And I would love it if you would even give a very like simple intro to who you are to mm-hmm. my audience so that they know. And then we're going to dive into it. Yes, I would love to. So I'm Lindsay Anderson. I am a soul and success coach and the CEO of My Core Collective. And I do a lot of work around shadows, intuition, moving into um, celebrating women and supporting women in their business, as well as in everyday life when we work through shadows, right? If we want success at any space in our life, it's all about healing and it's all about really like 
discovering and transmuting those shadows that we deal with every single day. So that is, I definitely see where my work is going and it has always been in that area. Now I'm really starting to pull in human design and gene keys with all of that as well, which I just find to be such an incredible tool to support you in working through all of these shadows, right? All of these shadows, all of these, these intuitive nudges that we get, how do we understand them? Where do we get clarity? Like when, mm -hmm. you know, you have been recently too, and we pull on the human design and all of the gene keys, like with the gene keys, I'm building a module right now for the mastermind. And it's all about that sacred wound that each of us carry. There's one wound that each of us carry for the collective. And how often, right? Isn't it so cool? Like I, I, I can't wait to hear this. Yes. <laughs> I drool over it. Like it is. So this is what I'm kind of studying right now to put in module six, I believe it is. And it's literally about this one wound that we each carry that is for the collective. It's part of the collective wound that we experience. And we each have a little like puzzle piece to that wound. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting when you discover yours, how you can see this thread that has happened through your entire life. Like we look at shadow work and for the most part, when we study this, we look at, you know, the basics of shadow work. What is that going to show up as like burnout and denial and resistance and all and perfectionism, right? Like all of these different things, these like archetypes, the mm -hmm. book girl that we, we put to shadow work. But when we can really break it down in terms of what actually is in alignment and not in alignment with us as individuals, instead mm -hmm. of it just collective shadow work, mm -hmm. it's it's such a deeper experience, right? I know you said introduce yourself quickly and I know you know I'm terrible at that, so. That <laughs> okay, first off, you're not terrible. Can you just like, watch your words? <laughs> so the, the next thing I wanna ask is, can you give an example of what a shadow is? Can you, so people who are listening. Yeah, oh my gosh, there's so many different examples. So you can think of shadow work like the way for myself that I think about it is in three different ways. So you can think about the the experiences that you had as a child and what you were taught was inappropriate and how you internalize that message. So for an example, somebody who is told, actually I'm going to give an example that someone shared with me recently because I know that it is very consistent mm -hmm. with a lot of us. And this is this idea of like, because we were capable, if you're a generator type, this is probably you, generator or manifesting generator, because we were a very capable person, we probably weren't the sibling that needed the most attention. So we received a lot of, it's okay, Marsha's fine, Marsha's got it, she's the good girl, she can take care of all of this, right? And we've, we've heard, but we internalize that. So now as an adult, how does that show up? That shows up in Marsha being the person who can take care of everything. Nobody needs to ask Marsha if she's okay. So Marsha carries this little thing on her shoulder, the shadow on her shoulder that says she always has to have her shit together. So that's number one is like the internalized messages that we received as children. Number two is really just looking at different archetypes that we've noticed we carry throughout our life. So but, oh, Kirsten, she's like, that's me. <laughs> it's okay. She said my name over and over. Trust me, that was me that she just said. Trust me. Trust me. To a T. If you're a generator type, that was probably you. Like, one. Can I, 
can I interject one second there too, is the fact that like you nailed that with me hundred percent. Like I literally was the person who I, I was not the issue. I'm not, not that I wasn't an issue, but I just did it on my own. And yeah. I was praised for that. Like very yeah. much praised for that, that this was not, you were not an issue, but as an adult, as that continued, even to this day, it's not easy for me to ask for help. And I mean, I'm so much better than I used to be, but for the longest time, I actually saw that as weakness because I never did it as a kid. And so if I was praised for doing it by myself, then what would I be considered if I asked for help? That's crazy. Like that was just how that my brain processed. So I just want to share that. And that's how it shows up as a shadow because we don't think of, you know, being capable as a negative, right? We actually do as a positive. So we internalize it as like, Ooh, yeah, like my parents know I'm good at this and I'll always be okay and I have the solutions. And I I hear this all the time. I'm the friend people go to for help, right? But yep. how translate into those shadows once they're internalized for us is burnout, right? Massive mm-hmm. burnout. Thinking on repeat. <laughs> on repeat. Thinking that you always have to have your shit together, that you have to be this perfect person that you show up as, right? So then an experience like that from when you were a child turns into this archetype that you've carried. So that's kind of the second layer of shadows is carrying these different archetypes through every single thing that you do. So that looks like the perfectionist, the mean girl, the bully, like just things that you've seen show up often throughout your life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the other piece of shadow work that I find, and I know that you feel this way too, is like looking at those wounded pieces of masculine and feminine energy and how yeah. we adopt all of that as truth, right? Like it's just so easy. What we've adopted as truth. So the fact that we see we see women in business who are constantly competing and constantly comparing themselves to one another or gossiping or trying to pull each other down. And this yeah. has a norm and a truth and why aren't we pushing back against that right because it is a shadow that we carry but shadows the thing about it is that they're so internalized you barely recognize they're even there and when you do recognize they're there you want to throw them away so fast you want to cover cover them up okay get away yeah like or total denial right so like if i've heard this so many times too it's like i'm not a jealous person like, let's call bullshit on that. Every single person has a jealous, like, I don't have a jealous bone in my body. Do you really not? Like, <laughs> that's not something, you know, that you But why are we denying this? Mm-hmm. Why can't we recognize it, become aware of it, and transmute that energy? Why can't we take that energy? Like, once we've acknowledged that it's there, we can take that energy and transmute it into something that's actually positive and going to create success in our lives. That is so good. I love that you said that. Is that because we judge the shadow? Like we judge it as, and we don't want others to see it? We judge it as inappropriate because that's something that we've been taught, right? So from a very young age, like people will say, you know, you don't judge anybody. You don't do this. You don't do that. Um, and we, we repress everything, right? So we were told once that whatever we were doing wasn't appropriate. And then we need to go apologize. And then we just internalize all of that so that we completely like either we don't even recognize it that's the thing about when Carl Jung talks about shadow work he talks about like this becoming such an process that you don't even know it's there and the beauty and work that you and I can do now is that 
it we've brought it to the surface at least some of them right like mm-hmm. some were able to joke about like you and I can joke about burning out every single day because that's yeah. a shadow that we carry but we've been able to bring that to the surface whereas some other shadows rest so dormant and so like internalized just push down they're in the subconscious that you barely even recognize they're there so that when someone brings it up to you it's your immediate response or not even response we're going to go with reaction on this one right yeah. it's your yep reaction that is that trigger so also when it comes to shadows like one of the really big things to know is that whenever you're triggered emotionally it is showing you a shadow right a shadow that you carry something that is inside of you so again not to repress those but to notice when something is being brought up that brings a massive emotional trigger for you yes that it, whoa what does it bring up for me right and i know kirsten's probably still on here and she just had a really incredible experience with that and she's like I loved her messages. This feels so yucky. This feels so yucky. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) well, it's not going to feel good, but it also doesn't feel good to keep shoving it down either. Right. To ignoring it. No. Mm -hmm. And why it's so important to have people in your life who can help normalize shadow work, right. Who can really sit with you. (laughs) I love her faces. I love the emojis. I love them. It's so true. And this is, yeah, this is why it's so important to have people in your life that can sit and normalize the experience with you. And I think that that's something you and I both do so well in our business is we speak to the discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to shy away and pretend that we're showing up as perfect little employees all the time. Like I'm a pretty awful boss at times. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. I honestly, like, honestly, if I didn't have people in my life, I think Sue's still on here people in my life who remind me all the time, like it doesn't you it, to tune in and listen, like I'm a generator, I can go I, I when I love what I'm doing, I can go and do a ton of stuff. But I also hit walls. And when I hit the wall, like I one thing I work on is can I catch myself before I hit the wall? Not always. No, not always. Like I can't I, I actually can't. But I do catch it sometimes. And it's like, okay, wait, this is this does not feel right. This is Oh, now I see what I'm doing. Like I'm falling right back into that habit. And you know, when you push yourself to burnout, and then you end up with like a three to four day migraine, honestly, like, what's the point of that? Like, what was the I lost four days? Like, it's not it's not Yeah. And I and suit this is, this is the beautiful thing about shadows and what we're doing, because like, Sue is like a huge part of my life, and business. And we we are not the same person, which is good, right? Which is really, really good. A lot of people just associate with the exact same person. And you need to surround yourself with people who can call you on your your own shit. And they can also call out when those things are surfacing. But you also have to be willing to and open to receiving and listening and hearing and being coachable, right? Like this is actually, this is not where I was going to go with it. But this is a pet peeve of mine is coaches who are not coachable. Like mm-hmm. you have, you have to be coachable, which means you don't have it all figured out. You, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you don't have to have it figured out. Like that's actually, that's a ridiculous lie. It's ridiculous. We're learning as we go. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And the thing, when you look at like uncoachable coaches, I mean, I don't think that people are always uncoachable or no. will stay like that. 
but those are your shadows. That's your ego that's coming into space and it's very wounded and it's pushing you away from actually growing and becoming this expansive, incredible individual that you're meant to be. And that also comes from deep, intense shadows of like not wanting to step into your power and being afraid of being seen and heard and like even going back to which like the witch wound right like we're all in these beautiful magical intuitive spaces where we can create so much abundance and so much prosperity and we're fucking terrified of it yeah scary isn't it we're so scared so we should we want it like we do want it i think we want it but it's scary yeah, it's so scary. It's scary to pull on your shadows. It's scary for other people to notice them. It's scary to be told what to do because you know that's going to come up with a trigger. There's so many different things. It's scary to think, oh my God, I'm actually going to step outside of my comfort zone right now, right? And it's also scary to think about what success would actually look like for you because then we get into all of those different concepts of like, what is it that going to look like for my family? Who's going to judge me? Oh my God, if I put myself out there, you know, I'm going to have all of these trolls all over my Instagram. That's one of the biggest ones I hear from people who are just getting started. And I'm like, you will not have trolls that matter. <laughs> like, oh, I love you that you not. said that. Have, like, I mean, my audience is not huge by any means, but I have an audience of just under 3000 like you do. And I get trolled, but my people stand up immediately. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny because sometimes I'll get a message saying, did you see that comment on your yeah. thing? Like you should, I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. Like I'll delete it. Don't worry. And then all of a sudden they'll start commenting because we have each other's back. But the trolls, like, God, I think the quote was Aristotle and I posted it yesterday, right? The only way to not, and I'm not going to say, I'm paraphrasing it. The only way to not um create conflict or to do is to do nothing say nothing be nothing and i i the be nothing feels really harsh but um it's just a case of like if, if you want to avoid the conflict then stay small like stay small and don't use your gifts don't use your voice don't do all the things but don't be surprised when you're like damn i don't like this this is not where i meant to be right right and this is the thing like i i'm for anyone who is in business or hesitating to start your business or anything, please hear this is like, whatever that troll is going to say should not matter. And I'm going to shoot on it 100%. Compared no, you can shoot on this. Yeah. Right. Best of the people that are going to benefit from your work, because if you are truly being called into this space, there is a huge reason for it. And you will be such a disservice by allowing your shadows to take over, allowing that fear to take over because we need you here right? If you're being called to this, this is, this is meant for you. This is where you're supposed to be. And I think that this is why it's so beautiful. And somebody, um, Kelly said, coaches need coaches is because we do like, I need that person who will motivate me, who will allow me to show up totally like vulnerable and transparent so that I can also do it. And that might look like an accountability partner, mm -hmm. right? no shame in that, but no generator type. We're like, oh, fuck, if I can't do it all on my own, then obviously I'm not ready for this. Uh -huh. That's so not true. Buy in business, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not ready for it if I can't do it all on, all on my own. Yeah, so not true. And I love, like, I love um, this conversation, and I'll put you on the spot because, you know, I like doing that, is what was one of your shadows that has shown up in the last couple of days Oh, regarding this? 
<laughs> as if you don't know. Like, oh, I know, but they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know what? The big one for me, and it's probably it's probably a snowball effect, right? So, you know, like in the last week, I stayed in a hotel. I like to do this because it allows me to center into my work without any distractions. And like for me as a manifesting generator, this is what I need to do. <laughs> my wife understands it. My people get it. And they're just like, go. So I'm in this beautiful space of working and I'm, I'm working. I'm using that momentum that I have as a mani gen and I'm getting shit done. But I go into this different space when I'm there. I'm in my creative zone. I'm in my creative energy. And that to me feels very sacred. So like I like to keep this as my own. So that's one piece that I know. And then the second piece, and we're talking about like showing up live and my resistance to that. The mm -hmm. second piece of this is my resistance to showing up live because mm -hmm. of the fear, right? The fear that sits there of like, oh my gosh, if we're actually successful in this, what is it going to look like um, of being seen, of being heard? And it's so, I don't even, I'm not even going to say that. I was, okay, I will. What I was going to say was it's so silly, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's so natural and so normal and so okay. And it's okay for me to experience it. And it's okay for me to say, you know, Marsha, I can't do this today. My anxiety is too high or whatever that looks like. Yep. And it's okay for me to push through all of that and do it. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I like, love it. I'm proud of you. So proud of you. So yeah. cool because you like by, and, and if you're listening, I want you to understand like by Lindsay, who according to all definitions that you want to is, is like building an incredible business, very successful. And these are parts of her shadows and there's nothing wrong with that. But by sharing them, it gives some of you permission to say like, oh my God, like she's, she still has stuff like that. Like we all have stuff and it's okay. It's okay. It's how our reaction is to it. Now, this is where it's interesting because I think that, um, you know, we do have to go internal. We have to listen. There are times it's like, not okay. I don't want to do this right now. This is my thing's going to die. I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to be in this space and that's okay. But when that becomes the every single day response, then you're not going to move forward. So I do believe there is a component of listening to what you need 1000%. But if the same thing pops up every single day and you're not doing the things to move yourself forward, then it becomes, it's like, wait, how big is the shadow and how much am I feeding it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also looking at like, yeah, how much are you feeding it? I love that. that. Mm -hmm. And like, is it, is it actually something that is super uncomfortable for me? Or is it like, is it just this shadow of me being afraid of being seen, being heard, right? Because yeah. again, it is doing a disservice to my calling. It's not doing any kind of service to why I'm meant to be here. So mm -hmm. I think that's where as people who are in an industry where we're supporting other people to witness themselves and their own light and all of this power that they have in their core, like, mm -hmm. We need to be able to push ourselves past these things while healing to transmute so that we can show them how it's done, right? And I feel like that is one of the biggest pieces about my work as a coach. And I, I know it's same for you too, right? It's so much, I'm going to push myself through this discomfort that I'm experiencing in mm -hmm. a way, break it down for others later. Mm -hmm. 
hundred percent. I, yeah, I love you. I love that you said that. And I think that that's just, I really hope that landed for people who are listening because that gives you permission. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing, you're not weak. You're not any of those things. It's like, you're more than capable, but it's starting to look at it. So as we start to see those shadows come up and we're wanting to work through them, what are some of the, if you can just share a couple of simple tips of what people can do to create change with it. So number one, 100% is actually becoming aware, becoming aware and honest. So like, I think you'll see that if you ever look up like steps in shadow work, that's always going to be number one or number two, being honest with yourself, radically aware, like, what is it that I actually see here? What do I feel? Mm -hmm. Um, Before that is, again, recognizing those emotional triggers that you receive through other people because a lot of our shadows are mirrored in other people because we are unable to see them within ourselves. We're really good, we're humans. We're really good at recognizing shadows in other people and judging them for it. Right? Oh God, yeah, yeah. So good at that. So, but this is actually a supportive judgment for our own healing. So mm-hmm. I can know somebody on Instagram and recognize where I'm judging them, recognizing where I'm emotionally triggered. And now I can go, okay, I see where that's coming from. And I go internal, where is this space, right? So if that is something, and I'll walk you through this, if that is something that happens for you, you you're scrolling on Instagram and there's a person on there who just emotionally triggered the shit out of you, write down some words as to exactly what that trigger was, right? Were they too much? Were they too loud? Were they obnoxious? Were they all of these things? Like whatever that looks like, write down those words because those are all pieces of the puzzle for you of figuring out what your shadow is that's coming to the the forefront, right? Because the other beautiful thing is it's coming up to the surface because it's ready to go. It's ready to be looked ready to go. And, and for us to be able to recognize that and witness that, that's what pushes me forward, right? It's like, mm-hmm envy, jealousy, whatever that is, comparison, it's here because that's not part of my next phase in my life, right? So how now am I going to transmute that? And then that leads us into looking at, so this would be like step three. Mm -hmm. I love this. It's all good. It's all good. (laughs) And manifesting generator, I can pivot like a boss. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. So step one, what was step one? Recognizing your emotional triggers. Step Mm -hmm. two, writing that list, becoming very aware of them. And then step three, what is the opposite? What's the opposite of that trigger? This is how we learn to, or that shadow, sorry. This is how we learn to transmute it. So Mm -hmm. often our shadows, right? We did this last night in the mastermind. Did, yeah. The ego wounded shadows down one side and then we have the opposite of like sacred soul right Mm -hmm. heal of ourselves or at least healing pieces of ourselves and all we want to do is have that level of awareness to be like oh shit i'm in burn okay what do i need i need discipline i need well first of all i need awareness that i'm in the burnout cycle i need discipline i need better boundaries like whatever that looks like right and being Mm -hmm. able consciously shift your energy in that way without denying it right Mm. see i i oh no i love that i love that um when we're when you're talking about this the one thing too that if i can just add one thing after that i think is 
it gets so important to commit to doing your own shadow work and understanding your job is not to fix other people's shadows. <laughs> if you think it is, that's a big shadow. <laughs> that's a very big shadow. Can I just say that? Because like, and I, and I love every, I do, I love everyone, but this has been a very, um, without even saying this has been a very polarizing time right now. And for a lot of reasons for like a whole bunch of reasons and a, a very repeated message that I'm seeing a lot in my inbox is like, but how do I handle this negative energy? How do I make them see? How do I get them to do it? And it's like, no, it's, it's not your job. It's right. actually not your job. No, not even close. <laughs> not even close. No, it's not even close. And when you can actually come to that space, listen, I know it's because you care. I know it's because you care. It's not because you're controlling, you're, you care. You want to help, you want to help others. But it, the only thing we can do is lead ourselves. A hundred percent. I just, I honestly believe we can lead ourselves. The right people. I have this deep faith that the right people are going to be there. And yes, it's not yours to carry. I have like literally been hammering this topic home so much over the last couple of weeks. And it was like one of the things that I said in um, a message a few days ago was that you can learn how to hold more. Like you can learn how to hold more emotions, more like more span of emotions, more span of experiences, but you don't have to carry what's not yours. That Those are two different words. And I know that stirred up a lot of questions. So it just made me think of it when you're talking about shadow work, we always have to commit to doing the work on ourselves. Our job is not to fix other people. Oh my God, could you imagine if it was like a, the amount of time and energy that that would be? I think that it is, right? How many people yeah. believe that it's their job to fix other people? And mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree. You're coming from a space of kindness and generosity and all of these things. Yeah. But perhaps it's actually from a space of like wounded kindness, wounded generosity. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, are you really coming from that space of pure generosity when you're trying to fix other people? No. 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 Right? You're absolutely not. And I know that you speak to like your history with your family. And if you're coming from a place of like actual, real, pure generosity, trying to force somebody to fix themselves, right? It, that's not, that's not it. That's not what. No. It's so important that we allow other people to go through their journeys as well so that they can hit rock bottom if they need to hit rock bottom. We can't save people from that, right? It's not our job. That's no, not and you're hitting such a topic and there's a question there, like unless you're a parent and then you teach them these amazing techniques. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know your story. And all I'm going to say is I've been, like I have been in this, in these shoes with my own personal story is the fact that um, I spent many years trying to fix, manage, control everyone around me, like a lot, and save, and save. Like, I was actually doing it because I was trying to save the situation that we were in until I realized that, like, literally, we were all going to go down with the ship. Everyone was going down. We were all going down. There was no one there to, because um, I was a parent trying to fix everything. And a counselor said to me that at this point, if, if they come back to you, you need to be a springboard so that they have some st stability and source of support. And she goes, to be honest, you're just a pile of quicksand. There's nothing to you right now. And that hit home. And I'm like, that's not true. And I was like, oh, it's so true. Like I've got nothing in my system anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's even harder. I can say this because that I've lived this as a parent to embody these lessons. I do think it's harder because you have to, there's this, 
this energy of you want to help them. Yes, it's very heavy. I'm sorry, I can go quite heavy, but I do it all out of love. Is that um, you, you want to save and help your kids. But the funny thing is, is there comes a point where it's like, I, your job is to guide them so that they can learn how to make their decisions. And I guarantee, like I say it with love and I guarantee, they will do shit that's going to piss you off. They're going to do things that you don't like. They're going to do things that because out of defiance. So you can't manage that and control that. You can love them no matter what unconditionally. And I've always loved my kids no matter what unconditionally. But this is a big, like it was going through these challenges that actually forced me to work on my shadows and guide them. Yes. Can I say this is one, one like phrase I used constantly once I started to do the work. Okay. After I stopped letting go of the fix it model. One of the things that I said, and I still say to this day, I will walk beside you. I will like, I will be there to support you and cheer you on. My job is not to push and pull you through life. It's Mm. not my job. I love you to pieces, but that's actually not my job. I'm not doing you a service if I do that. And I know that that's a parent example, but that's the same for a client. That's the same for a friend. That's like, I will support anyone through the process that they're going through, but my job is not to push and pull and fix it for others. Because what happens is, is I am going down with the ship because I've got nothing left to create change in my own life. and no changes happened over here. So it's because it has to come from them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? So much of this is coming down to, and I wonder with everybody who's watching right now, if you're a manifesting generator or a generator, I guarantee you're here to hear that message (laughs) because we've been, we've, we know internally from a very, very young age that we are capable of being that worker bee. We're capable of taking Mm -hmm. on else's shit we're here to fix and help and grind and hustle and do all of these things and that we internalize all of that all of it Mm -hmm. so that is naturally an essence and a an actually like very positive thing of being a generator type but we're using it in the wrong way we're Mm. using it that we think we can actually fix people you know, push and pull them through life, exactly like you're saying, when that's not our role, our role, literally our role as a generator and a manifesting generator in this lifetime is to do what feels good for us so that we can bring life force energy that ripples out onto everybody else. But we're going about it all wrong. Right? We've been going (laughs) wrong. And I, I'm not, I'm not innocent in this. I took a job in social work thinking I'd be able to just fix the world. Right. I'm like, can I, I like asked my partner, how many of these homeless people that I'm working with, can I bring home? Because I need to fix them. I need to be there for them. Right. And I knew Mm -hmm. that I didn't know it at the time, but immediately after that was a shadow career. Right. It was was a shadow career that was meant to lead me exactly where I was meant to go, but I needed to do a lot of healing in order to get there. Oh, so good. A lot of awareness and a lot of uncomfortable crap, right? Like I love Marsha, how our journeys have brought us together because they're so similar and so different in so many ways. <laughs> and in this year, you are another reminder. Like I cannot tell you how many people I have 